Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On May 4, 1961, the first Freedom Ride leaves Washington, D.C. for the segregated South. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. John Robert Lewis first read about what was then called Freedom Ride 1961 in The Student Voice, a publication of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in March of 1961. According to the announcement, which was published on page seven of the eight-page newsletter, the Freedom Ride was to be a dramatic move to complete the integration of bus service and accommodations in the Deep South. The previous December, in the case of Boynton versus Virginia, the Supreme Court had ruled that segregated bus stations, including waiting rooms, food service, and restrooms, were unconstitutional when passengers were traveling between states. The opinion was heartening, but the reality was very different. As was their wont, many Southern states had chosen to ignore the High Court and maintain Jim Crow's grip on interstate travel. Now, civil rights activists wanted to force the issue. Born in Pike County, Alabama in 1940, now a student at American Baptist Theological Seminary in Nashville. John Lewis had been thinking along these lines since at least Christmas 1959, when he and his friend and classmate Bernard Lafayette had taken seats directly behind the driver on a bus heading south out of Nashville. Lewis was going to Troy, Lafayette to Tampa, Florida. The driver ordered them to get up and go to the back of the bus, but they refused. The driver slammed back his own seat, crushing the passengers, and threatened to call the Klan. Lewis and Lafayette stood, or sat, their ground, and the episode passed without further violence. It was sufficiently scary, though, that the two joked that this might be their last ride, ever. Now Lewis wanted to join the Freedom Rides. He recalled this. Somehow, the spirit of history was putting its hands on my life. He applied to become a freedom rider, writing, At this time, human dignity is the most important thing in my life. This is the most important decision in my life, to decide to give up all, if necessary, for the freedom ride, that justice and freedom might come to the Deep South. The plan was for the freedom riders to gather in the capital, board the buses in integrated pairs, and strike out for New Orleans. On Sunday, April 30th, 1961, Lewis arrived in Washington's Greyhound Station on New York Avenue Northwest after an overnight ride from Tennessee. On the evening before boarding the buses south, the group went out to dinner, a Chinese feast at a restaurant in Cleveland Park, a leafy neighborhood in Northwest Washington. Lewis had never had Chinese food before, hadn't really ever gone out for a fancy dinner before. He long remembered the exotic food being passed around the integrated table in big silver dishes. Mordantly, someone joked, this might well be their last supper. The next morning, Thursday, May 4th, 1961, a few print reporters met the riders as they boarded the Greyhound and Trailways buses. Pilgrimage off on racial test, the Washington Post headline said over a short story on page B4. 
Lewis recalled this. We had been told to expect some things in parts of Georgia, some things in parts of Alabama, in Mississippi, and Louisiana, and some things included jail. To be ready, the riders had packed toothbrushes, toothpaste, and a few books to tide them over behind bars. Lewis had his toiletries in his knapsack and three books, a Bible, a volume about Gandhi, and a book by Thomas Merton. The riders had sung, We Shall Not Be Moved as They Boarded. Lewis took a window seat. By the time the Freedom Rides ended in Jackson, Mississippi, buses would have been bombed and Lewis and others would be beaten and jailed. President Kennedy, for his part, would have preferred to see the whole thing go away. The president was furious about a Mother's Day bus bombing in Anniston, Alabama, and assaults in Birmingham. And the president's anger was directed not just at the attackers, but at the Freedom Riders. Tell them to call it off, JFK told his advisor, Harris Wofford. Stop them. Get your friends off those buses. Martin Luther King understood how long the ride to true freedom would take. But the destination was worth the journey. Fear not, King told the Freedom Riders. We've come too far to turn back. We've come too far to turn back. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Paige Heimson, Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Research assistance by Sarah Jean Caver. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Be kind to your mind with guided meditations from the Meditation for Women podcast. Your mental health benefits from sleeping better, releasing anxiety, and gaining clarity, all of which are benefits of meditation. And since this is Mental Health Awareness Month, give yourself the gift of meditations. All you have to do is press play and close your eyes. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 